Good morning, morning everyone. Good, good morning, morning Larry. And well, Marley from hey. Pennsylvania. Harley, good morning, and good morning to everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Larry Kay, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and today is Thursday. It's October 1st, you guys, 2020. Oh, my gosh. Uh, today, we're reading from the big book, and we are currently on page nine in Bill's story, the, the uh, first paragraph. It begins, the door opened, and then we're going to read through four paragraphs, ending with, I've got religion. And we're going to comment on all, all four paragraphs. Today's readers, we have Sarah M. on the 12 steps. We have Cindy C. on the 12 traditions. And the readers of the text are Diane B. and Anita J. Our newcomer greeter following this meeting is Elena A. M. And the host for the second hour is Jen A. The share ID for yesterday, Wednesday, which was September 30th for the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, that number, 15,456. That's 15456. The 10 a.m. meeting, 15,458. That's 15458. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating, they can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So I'll now ask uh, Sarah M. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Sarah. Oh, there you are. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, the 12 steps. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except one to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
we try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all. Thanks very much, I pass. Hey, Sarah, thanks so much uh, for that. And uh, let me now ask Cindy C. if you'd read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Cindy. Cindy, press star one. This is Cindy C. in New York. Um, the 12 one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the alcohol, to the overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or leave the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, OA Readers Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible for those they serve. Ten, OA Readers Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks so much, Cindy. Okay, here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year. For readers, it's six months, and there's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read, and uh, we're sharing what the directions to the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Uh, once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. And today we uh, resume our study of the big book. We are in Bill's story. We're in the thick of it here. We're on page uh, nine, the first paragraph. Uh, it starts the door opened. And we're going to read through four paragraphs ending with I've got religion and then comment on all four. So let me now ask uh, Diane, uh, Diana B. to begin reading. Diana, good morning. Good morning. Press, yep, there you I'm are. Here. Took me a minute. Sorry. Okay. The door opened and he stood there, fresh-skinned and glowing. There was something about his eyes. He was inexplicably different. What had happened? 
I pushed a drink across the table. He refused it. Disappointed but curious, I wondered what had got into the fellow. He wasn't himself. Come, what's all this about? I queried. He looked straight at me, simply but smiling. He said, I've got religion. I'm Diane B. I'm in New Rochelle, New York, gratefully recovered. Um, so, okay, what had happened? He had found recovery. This is Ebby. They're sitting at Bill's kitchen table. Um, and Bill is looking at him and noticing that there's something very different about him. Fresh skinned, glowing. There was his eyes. And that's the sign that we see. That's one of the things that we see when we see people who are have been who have had the transition um, after getting recovery. And um, you know, we get to see this when we're in the rooms. Of course, now at least where I am, we're all on virtual meetings, on remote me- meetings. But I have been able to see that in other people, and I have seen that other people can see it in me when they're in the rooms. Um, but he's. Bill doesn't really know what's going on, and he's disappointed that his friend won't drink, but he's also very curious about what happened because he wasn't like the person that he knew the last time he saw him. And when he asks him, um, Ebby just answers, I've got religion. In this program, we have a spiritual awakening. We have a, um, the, I'm sorry, the recovery comes, the solution to this issue, to this addiction is in the spiritual realm, but we can't do it without having the steps that can bring us there. And so he called it religion. Bill changed it. It's not religion, and we don't um, adhere to any other dogma or rituals or anything that are associated with our typical religions, Um, but we do have spirituality. And it brings us back to a power that's greater than ourselves that helps to restore us to sanity. And that's what Bill is seeing here in Ebby. Um, with other people with me, I've noticed that, in fact, recently I've noticed a lot that people that who are what I call civilians, who are not in program, keep commenting on my hair. They keep saying, wow, your hair looks great, your hair looks great. But my hair is no different than it was a year and a half or two years ago. And I know what's happened, and people in program that I speak to know what's happened is that I've gotten recovery. Um Bill saw this in Ebby. We can see it in each other, and we can recognize it, and that's what Bill is seeing here. He's seeing that Ebby got recovery. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Diana, for getting us started. Uh, Just to let you know where we're at, page 9. Diana read the uh, first paragraph on page 9 through four paragraphs. So um, if you haven't shared in the past couple of days, you haven't been in the jacuzzi in the past couple of days, you want to get in, it's warm here. Give me your first name and, and first initial. Who wants to get in the jacuzzi? Hello, Aaron. I'm Philly. I would like to share. I heard Paul Phil Lisa in e. New York. Paul E. Melissa. Janet A. Melissa, Janet. Naomi B. Naomi. M. Joanne. And, okay, and we're going to stop there after Anne. Um, I, I heard someone that I thought was Julie that's breaking up. So if that's you, Julie, you might want to call okay. back in. Yeah, Julie, I'm going to put you at the end of the list, and we'll see how it how technology is treating us this morning. So here's here's our lineup. We got Phil, Pauline, Barbara, Melissa, Janet, Naomi, Laura, Joni, Anne, and then Julie. 
So that's quite a list. Let's start with Philomena, followed by Pauline. Hey, Phil, good morning. Hi, Laurie. Thank you very much for hearing me and for calling me and for your service. Um, yeah, Abby said I've got religion. Now, at the minute, religion kind of has a bad name, and I think a lot of us, including myself, are a bit more comfortable with spirituality. And uh, certainly the program uh, has, has helped to develop that very much with me. And I love hearing how people's lives have improved through recovery. And I'd love to share a couple of things that are happening for me now, um, which recovery has given me. And um, just there, I was watering some of my plants. Um, I have a small garden back in front, which I'm very blessed to have. And... Um, I planted, for the first time in my life, I've planted um, daffodil bulbs and tulip bulbs. And I am excited about seeing what happens with them come spring. God willing, you know, we've one day at a time. We don't know what happens. But somebody will enjoy them, um, if not me. <laughs> um, and um, so, I, and it was going to me that, that what we do in program, the work we do is like gardening for the soul. You know, uh, we're weeding stuff out uh, day by day and we're, we're watering other things as well and uh, that's just lovely another wee thing I'm doing now um, which I've wanted to do for so long is it's the God of our understanding and, and my God is feminine but boy is it hard to actually develop that you know and to, to grow that experience of that so currently I have begun gathering a group of women who are interested in you know, um, growing that understanding. And I'm really excited about that. Uh, my life is just, just lovely. It's a sunny day. That always helps also. Um, but even the dark days are sunny in recovery. And I'm so grateful for everybody being part of the journey. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Phil. Um, okay, next up we have Pauline, followed by Barbara. Pauline. Yes, this is Pauline. And... I'm a compulsive overeater. I um, had a call from a woman that I introduced to Vision yesterday, or rather the day before, and she was my Ebby. And um, I heard her recovery. I heard her, in a way, a strength that she hadn't had for a while. So today I'm experiencing gratitude for that connection, and I pass. Thank you so much, Pauline. Okay, next up, Barbara, followed by Melissa. Hey, Barbara, good morning. Good morning, and happy October to you all. Well, if when I walked into OA in 1997, a member said, this program saved me, and all you need to do is find religion and God, I would have bolted out of that door as fast as a bunny rabbit. But that's not what she said. She asked if I was desperate, out of ideas, unhappy, feeling alone, without hope. I was all of those things, broken and defeated. So then she said to me, well, Barbara, if you feel that you are desperate and alone and you feel that you can eat whatever you want and act whatever you want, you'll have to be willing to pay the price. 
And that price was a steep one, more than I wanted. I was trapped in a tiny cage of my own making, and my sponsor told me the 12 steps contained in the program held the key if I was willing to take action and work, work, work until I could unlock the cage and be set free. So as I said, I was broken and defeated, so I was willing to do what she suggested. And she encouraged me to stop lying to myself and dig deep. She always reminded me I had to get clean, to follow the steps, to give up some old ideas and misconceptions, and to beginning to be willing to trust a higher power that could define from I could define for myself and let go of some characteristics that were holding me back. I once heard an over-anonymous speaker say about our disease, I can choose to live in spite of it or die because of it. My sponsor said I should let God in and stop thinking of myself all the time. She said if I turned the word me or upside down, I would see it becomes me. We together can do what we could never do alone. So now today in 2020, when I get down on my knees and I pray, when I am spiritually fit, I am now joyously abstinent from the foods and most of the behaviors that used to beckon me. No day is perfect. Some days are diamonds and some days are stones. But I keep on working the program and reaching back to help another who so generously, altruistically gave it to me because that's my duty and that's my honor and that's what keeps me abstinent one day to another. And this is a beautiful program. The 12 steps are an armor against my disease, an armor from the inside out. And when my mind is working program, when I'm feeling emotions and expressing them in a heartfelt, appropriate manner, when, when my entire being is seeking higher power in all things so that I grow longer, thank you, I'll just finish, and act in service according to the principle, to that extent, I am able to love and accept myself, others, and everyone else in the world. This disease doesn't have a chance. Thank you. Sorry about the little extra overtime. Oh, thanks, Barbara. Okay, next up, Melissa, followed by Janet. We once met a girl named Melissa. That's my song, Larry. (laughs) Good morning. Thank you. Thanks for your singing this morning. Um, Melissa C., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in New York. Um, Yeah, I just, I love this part. It's, um, fresh-skinned and glowing, and that's the way we look when we have recovery. You know, it's witnessable. People look like there's an internal glowing. They look, you know, they look like they're suddenly in technicolor. Like I think about, you know, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, and everything's like gray and, you know, black and white, and then she steps into Oz, and, and the whole world is in color. And I think that's sort of how we show up. And, um that's how we carry the message. Like, Ebby to me is the exact directions for how we do this. We don't do it with frothy emotional appeal. 
you know, where we're telling everybody that they're killing themselves with food. Um, but we show up hopefully, like hopefully I can show up like Ebby, a demonstration of God's miracle and inexplicably different. You know, our transformation is evident, and yet it's like unexplainable and unexpected. And that's the definition of a miracle. Like there are modern miracles right here and now. Um, it's an unexplainable phenomenon. And, you know, so Ebby carried the message by demonstration. And for me, it's a direction for, you know, I believe for how I do this. I have to be visible, a demonstration. And I, I think like, you know, growing up in my um, neighborhood in suburban New York, there was a Mary Kay lady who um, represented Mary Kay Cosmetics, and she drove around in her pink Cadillac. And she looked like a woman with a message. She looked pretty and had her makeup on and smiling, and people would, you know, want to ask her what she was doing. And that's how we're supposed to be, I think. You know, if we're recovered, um, show up looking recovered at your meetings. You know, go there smiling. Um, Carry the message. Don't carry your mess on your back. Um, And I I kind of feel strongly about this. I think that if you've got um, troubles and problems, while we're not supposed to be dishonest, I don't think that's how we carry the message. That's the work between us, you know, and our sponsor or us and a few select fellows that we work our problems out. But Ebby didn't go there showing up at Bill's house looking like a mess, telling him about his woes. He just was really clear. He looked like he had an answer. You know, we find out in a minute or so he did no preaching, um, and he gave credit, right, to the all-powerful creator that gave him this miracle. And it was clearly something um, that he looked. He looked like the answer. Um, Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. Okay, next up is Janet, followed by by uh, Naomi. Good morning, Janet. Hi. Good morning. This is Janet B. Recovered from compulsive eating and bulimia in New Jersey. Well, I'm reading this and I'm thinking Bill didn't stand a chance because between God and Ebby, he was pursued with such love, and that is the environment I think in which we all recover. So first, there was God in the paragraph before. You know, it says, like, Ebby hadn't been to New York in years. But God just kind of arranged it, that Ebby would come there right when Bill was just at his bottom. And so God starts with his mission, his search and You know what, Janet? It looks like you got muted out there for some reason. If you could press star one again. Can you hear me? There you are. We just lost you for just a brief second. Okay. Not sure where where you lost me, um, but I'll start with then. So God was just after Bill, and he sent Ebby at exactly the right time. And then there Ebby shows up, and he shows up, and he's not ranting and raving. He's not, you need to put the drink down, and you need to – do this, and you need to do that. He came in, and the words I have written all over my book in the margins are transformation, that Ebby was transformed, meaning that he was just different, that before, you know, he was like a raging drunk, and now he cared. He cared about Bill, and he cared about presenting the message in a way that Bill could understand it. Just, he knew Bill, 
So he knew how to approach him quietly, um, kindly. And for me, that's the most important takeaway here, that we recover when we're treated with kindness and love, but with someone who knows what they're talking about, but never ever to forget the kindness and love. And with that, I pass. Oh, thanks so much, Janet. Okay, next up is Naomi, followed by Laura. Naomi. Thank you. Thank you, my good friend. Good morning, Larry. This is Naomi Bay, a grateful recovered compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. Well, I, I stop and think of the the moment, the moment that my neighbor came in and she wanted to borrow a pie dish. I mean, talk about God having a sense of humor. And at this point, I had gained 35 pounds back from the lap band surgery, which I had, I released, well, forget, I lost 70, but I found 35, and the doctor kind of ripped me a new one when I gained four pounds. So emotionally, there's no way I could face this doctor because the humiliation would be too great. So instead, God chose to show mercy on me, and he he sent this neighbor in. Now, I've been watching this neighbor, and... I know she had the full bariatric surgery where they slice and dice the stomach. She lost a lot of weight, but then she gained it back. And then now she comes in, and she's glowing, and she's loving, and she's thin. And I said, okay, what's going on? And she told me that was my first encounter with Overeaters Anonymous. And then I went to, I went online, of course, and I found – so she was my Ebby. She was my Evie that came in off things because she knew I baked to borrow a pie dish. And when I attended my first meeting on February 7th of 2011, it was like, who are these people? But I saw something in their eyes. I saw something on their faces. I saw, I saw something that I didn't have and I wanted. And, but, you know, I was a believer. I prayed to God for stuff, but the food was mine. So my God, lowercase g, was my God. But when I found out that I could turn my will and my happiness and my everything over to a power greater than myself that cared about me, and every morsel I put in my mouth, it was like, what a transformation. I love that word. And it was funny because yesterday... I'm, I, we just recently went back to school, and one of my co-teachers yesterday said, so tell me, what do you eat on your diet? Well, you know, that word's a four-letter word to me, and, and for me, it's a livid. It's not a diet. It's a livid. Working these steps daily, having a true connection to my higher power, good, bad, or indifferent in my life. Yeah, there there is a transformation. Thank you for allowing me to share, and I pass. Oh, thank you, Naomi. Okay, next up uh, we have Laura, and on deck is Joni. Laura, good morning. Laura, press star one. Okay, maybe um, Laura's having some technical difficulties, so let's go on to Joni. Hey, Joni, good morning. Hi, this is Joni. Can you hear me? I can. Hi, Joni. Hi. Good morning, Larry. Uh, this paragraph reminds me of vision so much. I, the first time I called in, it was like, 
wow, these people have something different. They they have hope. They have joy in their voice. They're they're. I want what they have. I want what they have. And uh, actually, Larry, you're one of those people. <laughs> and um, time. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that that's basically what I wanted to say was that I found, you know, in vision something different, something something that I was curious about and that I wanted. And uh it it just caused me to to um just come back and come back and come back every day. So I thank everyone for that. And I'm so grateful to you and to my God. Oh, thanks so much, Joni. We're so glad you're here. Laura, if unless I'm hearing voices as I occasionally do, um, are you there? If not, we'll go on to Anne. Laura? Yeah, one of those voices. Okay. You, hey, uh, Anne. Because oh, I tried, but I'm not Laura. Could you have meant Devora? I could have meant Devora. That's you. Okay. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Um, so first of all, I, I'm going to take a moment to celebrate. This is my first time talking on this meeting, and um, I've been doing it for a week or two now and feeling kind of shy or wondering if I have what to share. And it feels wonderful to say God thinks I have what to share. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to do it. Um, so um, I love the paragraph that was read, and it brought me back to my own um, moment of introduction to recovery. I was 30 years old. I was almost 300 pounds, um, and I met a friend of mine at the park with our kids. Uh, we had met up on purpose, and um, she, was a, she was a binge buddy. So she loved eating as much as I did. Um, and it was interesting. She had not lost much weight yet, but she'd been on the program for about three weeks. And um, she, was, she was frisky. She was like frolicking around the park after our kids. And she just, she was glowing. Um, and I, I said to her, you know what? Have, what have you been doing? Because you, <laughs> you just look, you just look so full of energy and so full of life. Um, and she said, "I don't know if I'll be able to describe it well, but I'm going to a meeting tonight. Why don't you come with me?" Um, and I didn't even know what she was talking about. I didn't know what the meeting was. She didn't even say the words away. She was just like, "Why don't you come along?" And I was like, "Okay." I mean, the attraction um, of having what she had was so strong. And, and, and like I said, she hadn't lost that much weight. It wasn't, the, um, it wasn't her physical looks that attracted me. It was that sense of joy and peacefulness and purpose um, and energy. There was a certain, like, beautiful, hopeful energy um, that... I'd never seen in her before. Um, and that was seven years ago. Um, and here I, here I still am, some ups and some downs, but I still, you know, 
um, look at recovered people and look at that energy. And that's what draw, drew me in. And it's one of the things that keeps me here. Um, when I have doubts or when I'm wobbly, um, I can look to those recovered people and say, oh, right, that's what I want. Um, so thank you for letting me share. Bye. Bye, Devorah. Devorah, if you don't keep sharing, we're going to chase you down. So thank you so much. Okay, next up, Joni followed by Ann. Hey, Joni, good morning. Joni, star one. Did, did you mean Julie? I'm confused. Okay, well, I heard a Joni, and then I had Ann followed by Julie. Um, Got it. But... Yeah, but you know what? Maybe uh, I put together Joni, Julie, potato, potato. I don't know. Let's go. Let's go with you, Julie, and then we'll follow up with Anne. Thank you. I'm unmuted. Is that better? Is my reception better? Yes, it is great. Awesome. Okay. Hi, my name is Julie. I'm a compulsive eater, and very grateful to be here. Um, what first struck me when we read this morning was I've got religion. And when I came to OA, I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic school for a short period. Um, but I went to church every Sunday and I made all my sacraments and my parents drilled the fear of God into my core. Um, and, you know, <laughs> so when I came into OA, I, I, I was like, I I have religion. Like, I didn't even want to read the chapter on agnostics because I thought, why would I even need to read that? I have such a strong belief in God. And since then, it's been such a, such a journey. Um, in addition to that, you know, the, the belief was, I came in 11 years ago. <clears throat> I've been in and out for 11 years <clears throat> of, oh, how? This is my first time trying vision. Um, and... I couldn't understand what God had to do with my food. It, it, God is my higher power. Um, that's what I call him. Um, and what in the world could he possibly have to do with my food? Because I lived my whole life on self-will and dieting and exercising. And it wasn't until I couldn't do that anymore that it took a few years to get me to go, you know, to go to OA. And then I heard that, and I, I heard it, but I didn't feel it in my soul um, at all. It took years, years. I still used OA as a, as a diet, and I, I didn't know it at the time, but I, I, looking back, it's, it's very clear. Um, and I'll just end with today, the most important thing to me in my recovery and my addiction and addictions is God and my relationship with God. And, you know, I turn away from God and my self-will comes back and I find myself in relapse. And that, that happened last year. Um, and the moment I turn back to God, he runs to me so quickly. It's just such a beautiful thing, and I'm so grateful. And it's not the God I grew up with. It's not the punishing Catholic God. Um, but it's just a, a beautiful, loving, all loving. And I love what someone said. This is about love, because it really is. 
you know, all the criticism and the harsh words and the self-hate and the, uh, I can't believe I ate again and I'm fat and I, oh, it's just the, the, the self-disgust um, and the embarrassment and humiliation and to find that, you know, you just need to simply follow these these simple steps that, that we've been given from God. So anyway, I am grateful to be here. I'm working on it, and I'll keep coming. Thanks. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Julie. So did I hear a Joni? Uh, Joni loves Chachi. If not, another voice in my head. I'll give you a second. If not, we will... Um, We'll move on to Ann. Ann, and you're up to the up to up to bat here. Good morning, Ann. Ann, press star one. Sorry, Larry, I was trying to unmute there. Thank you for your <laughs> service. Okay. This is <laughs> you're from Ireland. Uh, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater and uh, yeah love these paragraphs there's so much hope in them um, and you know the first part where the door opened and he stood there fresh skinned and glowing and yeah there's a lot of hope in that for Bill but you know when I saw somebody like that like what was shared you know I thought recovery was you know being abstinent and being skinny and you know seeing people that were thin and you know, seeing their lives transform and they were moving on with their lives. And uh, I thought, you know, if once I got thin, that was it. I'd pass them all out and, you know, it never happened. Um, and for me, you know, OA was definitely, you know, something that I had to go through to find. And it was the last, last, last shop or the last um, place on the, on, on, the, on, the, on the earth that I could find. Um, you know hope and recovery and it wasn't it wasn't um, an easy one it was finding you know it's the best kept secret I've never heard of OA it was very much by you know a person it was a, a it was an online you know I think it was like a personal development program I, I, I think I got through to but you know we all find our way and you know there was something and the next part where it says there there was something about his eyes yeah and it said inexplicably different i just looked up that word and it means fully expressed and clearly defined and you can tell you can tell a mile away you know being abstinent is one thing but being recovered you know being recovered is living a spiritual life not using the food and being with your higher power and keeping connection you know and it's it's a beacon of light really you see in somebody and it's so obvious um, the next part we said I pushed the drink across the table he refused it, disappointed but curious you know we are I suppose in our disease we don't want to see other people getting well and we don't want to, you know in that in that horrible morass of self-pity it's just so it's just such a horrible harsh tragic place to be you know but he was curious so he knew he had to find a ho- you know he had to find a solution um, and and you know I'd wondered what got into the fella and he and he wasn't himself, and that's the lovely part he wasn't himself the transformation. But you know going on further and realizing you know that Evie did relapse and Bill didn't you know he got solution and he got the program of action but he knew the problem, you know and we're very very blessed to have this meeting you know being shown the problem being shown the solution and the program of action and knitting the whole three together, um. You know, and just looking back where it's about that people mentioned about religion and I would have been 
you know, one of those people brought up in a very strict Catholic um, family. And, you know, religion is not what I go for. Religion is, you know, something very, very, you know, it's in a church. It's very kind of, for me, it's very much, I suppose it's the old, old style of, you know, just being dictated to. And uh, yeah, now it's not about that. It's not conforming to people or, you know, whatever, whatever has been, being told it's more now a surrender to a higher power it's so much more depth and weight in that and i'm so grateful and the you know it's a program of attraction not promotion and that is so obvious i got my message and i get my message from people who are recovered and i see in them what i can't see in 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 other people and it's just magical so i'm so grateful and thanks again everyone for being on the line and thanks larry for your brilliant service and with that i pass Oh, thank you, Anne. Okay, just to let you know, uh, we're on page nine in Bill's story, the first through the fourth paragraph. We have time for about five shares. Who would like those spots? Cheryl. Sharon W. Adam. Roz G. Okay, here's who I heard, okay? And I, I found five people. I heard Sharon, Matt, Nosa, Karen, and Roz. So sorry if I didn't hear your name. It's a little bit tricky here. Uh, so let's start with Sharon, and then we'll go over to Matt. If you could give the last initial of your name, that would be helpful. Hey, Sharon, good morning. Hi, good morning. Mary, thank you so much. This is Sharon W. in Los Angeles. This is my first time sharing, though I've been on the vision meetings for about seven months now. I'm gratefully recovered. And um, just a little something um, I, over the years, I, of all the diets that I've been on and my, my daughters would always, I've grown daughters, um, and they, you know, would always be like, mom, that's not going to be permanent. And then I'd gain the weight back. And when I started going to, um, OA, they were all so supportive. They knew from my very first meetings that, that this was going to be what I needed. And about a month, maybe two months into recovery, I was sitting at the dinner table with my daughter and her husband, and she looked at me and she said, oh, my God, Mom, did you get Botox? And I said, oh, God, no. What? She's like, you just look amazing. Oh, my God. Yes, you did. I said, no, honey, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I'm just very, very happy. And, um, and yeah, I, they've just, they all noticed the difference. Um, they kind of look at me whenever I say higher power, they look at me like, Hmm. Um, but, um, anyway, with, with that, I'll pass just a little share for the first time. Thank you so much. Oh, Sharon. Thank you. Okay. Next up is Matt followed by Nosa. Let's go to Joyzy. Hey, Matt. Thank you, Larry, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt Evans, compulsive reader from New Jersey. Yeah, um, I really like Bill's story. It teaches us, uh, it's basically a 12-step call, and um, it teaches me that there's a lot to learn, you know, from, from another human being, you know. I'm learning a lot from my sponsor, and I'm learning a lot from other people in the room. So it teaches me that I'm not the only one who has a lot to learn. I, I'm definitely just another human being, another fellow on the bus, and um you know, because I'd be very arrogant. I definitely, um, definitely have a, a lot to learn about from other human beings. Um, I'm working on the steps with my sponsor. I've been uh, 14 days abstinent. 
and I'm plowing through the steps because I'm I'm looking at this like it's a not life or death errand because I have a lot of health issues and I'm trying to get through, you know, through the steps like my life depends on it and it does, you know. I'm going for surgery on Friday because I have, like I said, I have major health issues right now and I've given away 70 pounds so far and um, I'm taking it one day at a time because this, this disease is kind of vast and powerful and it does have the ability to kill. You know, coming from high numbers gives me a unique perspective that, you know, this disease really did bring me to the point of death. And um, I, I'm very grateful that I want to do sponsor eventually. It's going to give me some perspective that I can help others who came to the point of the brink of no return with this disease. And it did push me to the point of brink of no return. And I'm very grateful I have that perspective to offer others because, you know, I do I do want to help others just as others. So many people have helped me in the, over the years. I've been in the you know, 12 years, and I can still remember my Ebby, a woman named Audrey, you know, back in 2007 when I came in the room, and I was at the point of uh, almost 700 pounds, and um, I, I was really pushing it. And even recently now, I was up to five, almost 600 pounds, push, pushing. I was pushing it again, 550. You know, uh, it, it's difficult. This disease has, takes no prisoners. It is kind of baffling and powerful. I'm very grateful I have the opportunity to get back absent. I didn't think I would get absent again. And um, I'm grateful for the friends that helped me get absent again. I no longer speak to my friend who helped me get absent at this time because we just like we were like oil and water. But I'm very grateful for her, for her help, and she was a good friend. And unfortunately, things happen in life where, you, where we no longer speak. But, you know, I wish her well. I'm very grateful for her help. But I'm very grateful that I do have people in my life who support me. I'm very grateful to be here today, one day at a time. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Matt. Hey, Nosa J, you can take the girl out of Iowa, but you can't take the Iowa out of the girl. Good morning. Good morning. It's Nosa J from Texas, Houston area. Um, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy to be here today. Um, so my Abby was my cousin. Uh, he came, he's been uh, abstinent for four years and recovered. And um, he came into my life two years ago, and um, we, we were both in a different program. And so I, I knew, like, the 12 steps worked. And, um, you know, he just gave me hope in, in the area of overeating and and uh, very shortly, like, it, it was really quick where um, I went to a workshop and I met my current sponsor, um, and he did the 12-step workshop, and it was just, like, amazing to me that I could ha- um, relate the 12 steps to my food. Like, I always knew that, like, you know, it was my alcoholism or whatever, but but for some reason it wasn't working for me. To, I just couldn't put my food with my alcoholism. And so um, it really opened up my eyes to me being a compulsive overeater. Um, and like Bill, I did not stay absent at that time. You know, thank God this is not a one-and-done program because I'd be screwed. So... <laughs> um, so um, I'm really glad that, you know, I have examples in here that, you know, we're not perfect. We don't have to work this program perfectly. Um, we do our best, and that's, that's 
that's good enough. And um, I'm so happy to be abstinent today, working the steps um, with a sponsor. And um, I'm just really, really grateful for you all so that I can relate every day to you all. Thank you so much for your service, everyone. You have a wonderful day. I pass. Thank you, Nosa. Okay, next up is Karen, followed by Roz. Karen. Karen, did I scare you away? Press star one. Okay, maybe not, Karen. We'll come back to you. How about Roz? Roz, I don't want to scare you away. Okay, Larry, you didn't, even though your singing could. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Larry, I love your joy. Just keep singing. Okay. (laughs) My name is Roz G, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And I love Larry because he's fun, and he makes me smile. And, you know, sometimes in these programs, we're just too dang serious. And in the book, I think there's some rule 62, stop, quit taking yourself too damn seriously. But anyway, um, I I love hearing, over the past couple of days, I love hearing all the stories about, um, all the shares about people's ebbies. And um, mine was in an an OA meeting. Uh, I had been going to OA for several years. And I'm so grateful for all of that time, but I wasn't getting any recovery, but I was still, you know, going. And uh, this lady walked in thin, fresh, uh, fresh skinned, and had a big book in her hand. And uh, that particular meeting was a was like one of our daily readers, and we'd pass, we'd pick a topic and pass around the daily reader and talk about it. And you know, it just that's cool and everything, but it's not cool when it comes to like the six, the seriousness of needing to get over our, our recovery. I mean, to get to, to, to freaking quit eating, you know, to learn about step one. She had um, an answer and she told me about um, uh, the primary purpose group of OA. I met Stacy K and Stacy K became my sponsor and Stacy's not my sponsor today, but we're still friends. And she's from Colorado, and we um, we met at the OA party a couple times. We and we we danced on the floor together. And we went out to lunch. What a great thing! And I just want to also share that um, my third step prayer is short, and I'm going to share it with you. It's loving, caring, compassionate God with a sense of humor. I start this day as an open and willing vessel. Please write your will on my heart. I uh, may your radiance shine through me. So that I may be helpful to others. Radiant. And 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 Bill said that Ebby was fresh skinned and glowing. And people over you know over time, over the, the past year have told me, Roz, you radiate joy. Um, I was asked to give a testimony in my church this weekend, uh, before hundreds of people, and I did. And a few people came up to me and said, you radiate joy. You're, you're, you're gorgeous. You're beautiful. You just, you're just so joyful. And, you know, I, I, I accredit it to these, this work, this group, this book, these steps. And if the action is taken, radiate, we can radiate joy in our lives. So with that, I pass. And thank you. Oh, thank you, Roz. 
Karen calling Karen. Karen, press star one if you're there. Larry? Boy. Oh, there you are. Larry? You know, it's interesting. Yes. This is Karen G. I don't think I don't think I'm the Karen that spoke up, but I, I did want to share actually because um there were just so many people and I didn't think I would be able to get in. But since you're looking <laughs> for a Karen, if it's okay, I'll you're it. share. You bet. God has uh, directed me today. Thank you, God. And uh, this is Karen G, compulsive overeater, exercise bulimic restrictor from New Jersey. Um, recovering one day at a time. Very grateful to be here. Um, Maya B, I love the story because it's just so, um, so, how shall I say this? It's just so impactful to me. My, my Ebby was my, is, was, is my oldest son. He was 19 at the time. And, um, he had, uh, he had just become a year sober. Um, so I guess he was turning 20, but he, um, went through AA and I didn't really know anything about the steps, but I did, um, accompany him on occasion to meetings and, I really started to see this transformation in him and I saw it in his eyes and I saw it in terms of his compassion and serenity. And I was really moved by it. And, you know, the last time before I joined vision that I saw it, we were actually at dinner and I was in my usual tornado um, mess of creating um, chaos in my family celebrate while celebrating his birthday and being very critical and being very judgmental and, and just kind of seeing the negative and everything. And, um, I got, I got angry as was fairly typical for me. And I just looked down at my plate and I just thought to myself, I'm just going to eat. And that's what I did. And I just started eating and eating and eating for comfort because I knew that was the only way I could feel better. And then when I looked up and I saw the compassion in his eyes and I said, oh, my God, what is, where is that coming from? Um, what, and this is my, my child teaching me that there may be something that, that could be out there that could help me. But I did think to myself, I want this. And, you know, how are these 12-step programs, how is this AA 12-step program had this kind of an impact on him? And I went home also and I Googled. Um, Overeaters Anonymous, you know, by the grace of God, I found vision pretty quickly. This was um, almost a year ago. And, um, you know, and I went and it was just, (laughs) it was just before, um, two weeks before the conference in Newark. And, uh, and I'm a really good following direction. So, you know, after listening to the meetings for two weeks and talking to my son, he's like, mom, you need to get a sponsor. So I'm like, okay, I'll go to vision conference and I'll find myself a sponsor. So uh, I went to this conference, and I don't know how many people there were there. It could have been 800 people. It was an enormous room, and um, vast majority of people were recovered. And and I, what I noticed was this, um, you know. Now I can look back on it and and kind of describe it as a presence that whenever I was speaking to anyone, they were completely focused on me. Their eyes were clear, and they were present. And and I was really overwhelmed, to be perfectly honest. But I was curious. And this paragraph this morning, that word, I was curious, probably stood out to me more than anything because I had no idea what this was all about, what the steps were all about. 
but but I was very curious about how this spiritual transformation could take place. I didn't even know what that meant. I just knew that I had a big spiritual hole in my soul and I wanted it filled. And I thought maybe there was some connection between it and my eating disorders. So um, I saw all that in the conference in in a very, very high energy. I mean, talk about getting 800 people, recovered people together in one room. Oh my God, it's unbelievable. And curiosity just led me one step at a time in the program and continue to work it one step at a time every day. So um, with that, I'll pass. Oh, thanks for wrapping us up there, Karen. And thank you to everyone uh, who has participated this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study uh, that immediately follows closing. The uh, share ID for today's meeting is 15,463. That's one, five, four, six, three. So now we're going to uh, close with the reading for the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And we've got the gal for you here. Hey, Anita J. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I joyfully say good morning. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.